Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the keepthechange.co.nz podcast. Money Mail, no Mikey this time. Thank you to all the people who have sent through feedback that have been listening to those podcasts. It's been good to see that people are getting a lot out of those. I've certainly had a number of downloads, so we will keep those coming. I'm actually going overseas. I'll be overseas when you start to listen to this, so you will uh, hear from me next week, but uh, Mikey and I will jump back on the, the mic and get through a couple of podcasts as well. He's got a couple of ideas that he wants to get to. But in the meantime, we're going to be learning about KiwiSaver and the impact that has for people when withdrawing it early to buy a home. A reminder, if you put something on your story and tag and keep the change, then if we spot that, which we will, we will make a note of that and do a monthly draw for someone to win a $200 investment of their choice. Also, we've started a TikTok account for Keep the Change, so you should be able to find that. There's a link in the email if you want to uh, go and follow that and have a look at a couple of the videos that have been posted up there. Some of them have already had uh, tens of thousands of views, which is uh, awesome to see, a very intriguing platform. Let's get into this week. It is number 111, the 111th episode, and it's titled The Impact of Using KiwiSaver to Buy a House. With the recent market volatility, it'll mean plenty of us have a lot less left in our KiwiSaver accounts than even just six months ago. I've been regularly contributing to mine every month when I take a look. The market retreat is basically eroding my contribution. So when I work out my uh, monthly financial position, when I check out what my KiwiSaver balance is, it was going up and now it is going down. It's probably much the same for you. Of course, I couldn't access this for another 30-odd years for me, so it doesn't really mean too much because I'm not going to be able to use that. So does it really matter? Uh, Probably not. But it will for some of you who are planning to buy a home and use your KiwiSaver as part of the deposit. If you're thinking of using your KiwiSaver to buy, you hopefully learned from earlier Money Mail lessons to consider having your fund in a cash or low-risk portfolio so that the market fluctuations don't kill you. Now, remember that if you leave your KiwiSaver in a risky fund, you'll probably be getting smashed at the moment, and that's going to determine whether you can, or how much money you're going to have if you want to use that money to buy a property if you're looking to buy your first home. Now, Mikey told us recently about somebody who got in touch and they said that they weren't going to be able to buy any further uh, because their KiwiSaver no longer allowed them to have the balance that they needed for the deposit and they put their purchasing uh, plans on hold. So this is very important for people who are thinking about using their KiwiSaver to buy a home. We've spoken about this before, but if you haven't thought about this, you need to speak about this with a KiwiSaver expert or even a mortgage advisor and just find out what this means for you. A huge number of first-home buyers now empty their entire KiwiSavers to buy their first property. Let's take a look at how common this is and the impact it has on KiwiSaver balances. In the year to June 2021, nearly $1.6 billion was withdrawn from KiwiSaver accounts to buy a first home. In the year to June 2020, so the year before, just under $1.2 billion was withdrawn, so an increase of $400 million, a fairly large increase as FOMO took hold of the housing market. As the housing market has cooled off a bit and with interest rates increasing, I'd guess that to June 2022, which is nearly finished, but we probably won't get the data till November, uh, knowing how some of these things work, it looks like it's going to be about 1.1 billion to 1.3 billion, so a bit of a decrease, and probably sitting somewhere between 2020 and the 2021 withdrawal amounts. We spoke about this very brief, briefly recently when funds that had originally been earmarked for retirement have now been allowed to be withdrawn to buy property. Billions of dollars out of retirement funds into housing, effectively pushing the price up of houses. 
New research conducted on behalf of the Retirement Commission found that these withdrawals had a massive impact on future balances for young Kiwis. We've learnt about compounding, and as the money is taken out of KiwiSaver, it obviously can't compound year after year, and over a long period of time this obviously adds up. The research suggested that KiwiSaver balances are only a third of what they could be for people who had withdrawn to buy a house or failed to contribute consistently. So basically what they did is they mapped out data of people of when they were contributing and then when they withdrew their money to buy a home and then they forecasted it out what would that look like if people hadn't and left it in there and basically uh, in quite a short amount of time they're only really going to have a third of what they could have in their KiwiSaver had they not taken it out and continued to contribute but obviously a lot of people to be able to buy a home they need to use their KiwiSaver balance and so that's uh, that's that's allowed to be done, and that's why people do it. But obviously, it is showing that it's having, <coughs> excuse me, a big impact on the amount that's going to be left in there and available for people to call upon when they retire. So that leads us into getting into some of the balances from the Retirement Commission. Also, the average KiwiSaver balance is twenty nine thousand and twenty two dollars. The findings also reveal that forty percent of KiwiSaver members have a balance of less than ten thousand dollars. of KiwiSaver members have a balance of less than $10,000. 19% of those with less than $10,000 are 17 or under, which probably makes sense. They're not really working yet, are they? 24% of those with less than $10,000 are aged 18 to 25. 22% of those with less than $10,000 are aged 26 to 35. So good, what have we got there? 60%, 65% of people are between 17 to 35 and have less than uh, $10,000 in there, which is obviously because people are then not contributing or they are withdrawing it probably between their 18 to 35 years to be able to use it to buy a KiwiSaver. But how about this? 21% of those aged between 51 and 65 also have less than $10,000 and they may not have saved as much as they would have liked for their retirement. That is pretty scary. Who knows how they are going to live when they get to 65 or try to retire. Now, it's bumpy out there for us KiwiSaver contributors, and this is a good reminder to ensure your KiwiSaver matches up with what stage of life you're at. For some of you who don't contribute, it might be time to ask yourself why you don't or why have you stopped? Have your circumstances changed? A long time ago, I stopped contributing because I was paying down some debt that I had, and I wanted to clear that faster, and I thought, oh, as soon as I do that, I will just start contributing again, but then I you know, got used to having that money and didn't turn it back on, and for quite a while I didn't contribute. So I've had to play a little bit of catch-up with that, and it's a good reminder that if you do change your KiwiSaver, you should set a reminder for yourself so that you can figure out when you're going to change back to what you should be doing or what's going to be in your best interest when your circumstances changed again. Don't leave your retirement responsibility in the hands of others. Get it sorted whilst you have the years to do so. For myself personally, I reviewed my own KiwiSaver during the week and made some changes. I've also asked myself the question of whether I, volu- uh, I should contribute voluntary more in these volatile times and thank myself for doing so in 30 years' time. So what I mean there is I'm thinking about whether instead of putting some money into sharesies, for instance, I whack it into my KiwiSaver and I know that I'm not going to be able to touch that for over 30 years but given the market is so ugly and frothy at the moment, if it's continuing to stay low and even goes goes even lower, then I'm still continuing to buy shares and perhaps more than I would have been buying with the same money this time last year. And over the next 30 years, 
as that continues to grow, I'm going to get to retirement and be a very happy lad that I did that. KiwiSaver is a great forced savings plan which doesn't allow you to be tempted to dip in. I definitely won't be able to uh, because I won't be able to get it till I'm 65 at this rate. So once it's in there, it's riding the market for 30 years. And you could do this by maybe increasing your contribution right up to 8% or making voluntary contributions. I asked my KiwiSaver provider, could I just pay it directly over to them? And if I use the correct reference, etc., it will just go into my allocated KiwiSaver fund and then they will just invest into the direction that uh, KiwiSaver goes into for me. So maybe check how you want to go about contributing more if that is something that you want to do. Remember that you'll want to have contributed $1,042.86 to your KiwiSaver by the 30th of June. This will mean that the government will contribute a 50% return on this being $521.43. Now, it's pretty hard to get a 50% return out there unless you're pretty good at punting. So you want to make sure that you've contributed at least $1,042.86 between the 1st of July and the 30th of June 2022 so that you can get the government's 50% that they will match that. Now, maybe that's all you contribute to KiwiSaver. Well, you'd probably be smart to do that because then you're still going to get a free $521, which compounded over time uh, is going to make a big difference when you can finally use it in your retirement. Now, right now... Oh, it's, sorry, it's uh, obviously hard to get that 50% return, so you'd probably be silly not to take the money that's on offer. Now, you can check your contribution by logging into your MyIR portal. I did this today just to test it to make sure it's still there and selecting your KiwiSaver contributions, and you can see what your contribution has been over the 12 months because it's not yours plus your employer's contribution. It is just your contribution. So you want to make sure that you've actually kicked in that amount of cash um, and for some people, they might not be able to, but even if you can chuck in an extra $20, say, you're going to get $10 from the government because they will match it uh, up to half, but it only it caps out at $1,042.86. Now, don't forget that Adam's team at Compound Wealth will help you if you get stuck with your KiwiSaver, compoundwealth.co.nz. They're on Facebook as well. So if you need to get in touch with them, then uh, they'll be able to answer some of your more technical questions about KiwiSaver, which I cannot get into and uh, I don't want to either. So uh, get in touch with them if you need to, and they've got a fact find on their website too for you to work through what's potentially the best thing for you to be doing in regards to your KiwiSaver, given your age, your profile, what goals you've got coming up, and when you're going to need that cash. As I said at the start, keep the changes now on TikTok, so you can click on the link in the email if you want to uh, find that, and or just search it up and you'll be able to find it. You are one of over 5,800 recipients. Is there someone you could forward this to? Please uh, do us a favour and help share this with somebody to continue the learning of financial literacy. Had a good response to last week's night school with a number of people downloading that or signing in, which has been great to see, and people working through the different chapters that are in there, and there's a fair bit to get through. And the did you know for this week, there's I uh, put a resource in here from sorted.org.nz, which has got 10 facts you don't know about your KiwiSaver. Now, most of them are fairly simple, and if you've been a follower of Keep the Change, then you should know most of these, but it could be worth digging into those and making sure that you've got your KiwiSaver knowledge up to speed. That's all for this Friday, nice and short and simple. Be good over the weekend, and we will see you next week.